Hello and welcome to episode 9 of Tax Talk Talks with Harrison Dell. In this episode, we're talking about the Australian obsession that is negative gearing and why it's utterly disappointing and you really don't care about it. Now, every Aussie loves some property, whether it's building, whether it's holding, it always seems to go up. That's that's the narrative. But a tax-focused strategy like negative gearing is very, very rarely a good idea because such a strategy relies on you losing money every single year. Look, before we get stuck in, just about me. I'm an Aussie tax lawyer. I specialize in all things crypto and tax and things outside of tax, which I have called tax adjacent. You can follow me on TikTok at Harry Dell Tax Talk, Facebook or Instagram, Harry Dell Tax Law, or preferably just follow me everywhere and subscribe here too. Now, what is negative gearing? We need to understand negative and we need to understand positive gearing and the difference. To understand it, we need to know about two things. Number one, how income tax is calculated. And number two, how losses work and how losses are applied to different kinds of income. Now, income is really easily calculated. Income, sorry, taxable income is calculated by going, what is your total income minus your allowable deductions? Now, income in this case for a property will be rental income in pretty much every single case. The deductions are the repayments, but only the portion that is interest. Principal repayments are not deductible because they are a payment towards the capital value. They are not something that you expend to maintain an asset. Rather, you are still just paying for the asset. Now, if the interest repayment exceeds your income, from that asset, it will be negatively geared. It will it will give you a net loss each year. So if you earned $10,000 of rent and then your expenses are $15,000, you've made a loss of $5,000. Now, it's not really a good idea to lose money. That's not a very good money-making strategy. However, there is some use for the losses. So losses can be used to offset your salary and wage income, which is the most common way to do it. So if you're earning quite a high salary, negative gearing can help because while you'll be losing money on your investment, you will be using that loss, in this case, the $5,000, and it will save you compared to the marginal tax rate. So if your marginal tax rate is 47%, the most you'll save off that $5,000 loss, if you use it, will be about 2500 a little bit less their tax refund. Now the alternate one, if you don't have any income, which is quite rare, is that you'll carry the loss forward to use later. So there are people who earn an income and they use pretty much all of their income to cover negative gearing losses. So they come out with a very, very low tax return. They might own quite a lot of property. They'll be making repayments. But from a net asset perspective, they're dipping into savings, they're dipping into equity and other investments to cover repayments on property. Really, in many cases, and I've seen this, people negative gearing their property can be living on the on the knife's edge between bankruptcy and not bankruptcy. Now, if you carry it forward, what'll happen is when you sell that property one day, you'll make a big capital gain because of course, property always goes up. It actually doesn't always go up. But assuming it always goes up, when you do sell it, you'll have a great big dirty capital gain. That capital gain, before you discount it, you need to use the losses against it where you have a choice, but in this case, you will want to use them. So say you've got these $5,000 of losses, 
you've got a $100,000 capital gain, you will apply the $5,000 of income losses against the capital gain, which you are permitted to do. So that capital gain will be reduced to um, 95,000 and then you apply the 50% discount. I see people make that mistake quite a lot. Now, while we're on the topic of losses, please note that capital losses, so losses you make from investments cannot be used to offset your income because they are a different kind of loss. They are quarantined only to other capital gains. Now, positive gearing is rather simple to explain. It's simply when your income from an investment exceeds your expenses that are deductible. You'll then pay tax on that money, which is not that bad because if you make $100, you'll pay some tax, but you'll still have more money in your pocket. This is why I am a big fan of positively geared properties. You can manage those um, that tax in certain ways. You may want to use companies and trusts and all sorts of things. Hybrid trusts even can play a part. There's a whole range of other issues to manage, but if your sole goal is to build wealth using property, negative gearing alone is not going to do it for you. You need to be thinking a bit more laterally and about making money generally first and then saving on tax as step two. Something you'll want to think about is the people who are saying that negative gearing is a great strategy are the people who are trying to sell you a product and those that product is houses and units and land and those products are going up because people are speculating on those assets just like any asset you see an intrinsic value housing um, and the ability to receive rental income has value and someone in the future wanting to buy it for more money has a lot of value the australian economy is very connected to mortgage debt uh, residential mortgage debt that is which is really why we've grown in wealth as a country in the past 30 or 40 years in my very lay and untrained economic opinion be careful when just relying on a single strategy to build wealth wealth whether it's negative gearing positive gearing cryptocurrency shares business whatever i've said it once on this podcast and i'll say it again the best and wealthiest people in this country have a multitude of strategies and they have a lot of capital to deploy. So it's easy to say 100 mil for property, 100 mil for shares, 50 mil for crypto, and the rest is in the business. For people like you and me who don't quite have that much money, we have to be a bit more tactical about it. And negative gearing can be a useful strategy if you're on a very high income, such as if you're a doctor or if you're a lawyer engineers as well, IT professionals, people who can't alienate income from themselves, then negative gearing may be an attractive strategy for you. But you've got to remember, it pretty much depends on the property going up in the long term. Otherwise, you will lose money. I made this to be a relatively short podcast, did not need to be long and complicated for it's rather a simple strategy. You can do lots and lots and lots of reading of it online. I really just wanted to tell you some of the mechanics behind how it worked and why, in my opinion, I don't like it very much. It was working great when we could have interest-only repayments on loans, although I understand you can't get interest-only loans anymore on residential investment properties. So the strategy is also diminished somewhat um, and further because interest rates are at 0.1% or something ridiculous. It's actually very hard to negative gear these days. People still bring it up as this hot pot 
really, it's just not that important anymore. It's phased out into irrelevance and we just don't really need to talk about it anymore until interest rates start to get to uh, 1% to 2%. That's the RBA rate. All in all, negative gearing, use caution, get financial advice. This, of course, was not financial advice. This wasn't tax advice. This wasn't any advice. This was just information and my opinion. If you're going to do anything fancy with these, you certainly need to get some specialist advice, not from me, but from a financial planner. Tax Talkers, thanks for listening. Follow me wherever. Until next time.